The budget for everyone, the blowout budget, the Build Back Broke budget, Grant Robertson's sixth budget, headlines with a pitch to young families, extending 20 hours free early childcare to two-year-olds. The government says it'll generate savings of up to $133 a week for parents. Continuing with the young person theme, the government's also making public transport free for children and half price for under 25s. Everyone else, get ready to say goodbye to fuel subsidies and half price fears. Prescription fees will be scrapped too. The government's being slammed by the opposition for being big spending and giving the Reserve Bank more reason to hike interest rates. Uh, Kiwi Bank senior economist Mary Jo um, Vergara joins us now. Kia ora, Mary Jo. Kia ora. So it's been called variously the budget blowout and the bread and butter budget from an economist's point of view. Which is it? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was another big one um, that the whole no frills budget, I think, just suggests that it, it was um, a much more narrow focus of the budget, you know, keeping those priorities really on cost of living and um, the cycle and rebuild. So is it a big spend up? We did see a lift in the government spending. They always were going to um, have to do that in response to the cyclone rebuild. Um, unfortunately, it does add to the aggregate demand outlook, which also has some inflationary implications. Yeah, so talk to us a bit more about that. And also, listeners will be really interested to know, is that going to have an effect on interest rates, their mortgages, their rents? What are the consequences of that spend? Yeah, what was really surprising to see was um, Treasury's new forecast, which no longer expects a recession. Um, it's a trio of the surge in net migration, um, you know, more fiscal stimulus, as well as um, the cycle rebuild. All of that will add to the um, economic growth in the near term, but it does push out, um, you know, removes any recession forecasts. Um, but with more aggregate demand, that does add to the inflationary picture and does suggest that, you know, interest rates will have to stay higher for long, longer and keep those monetary conditions tight in order to get a rebalancing of the economy. Could we see interest rates go higher than the Reserve Bank has previously said they will as a result of this spend? Um, I think the risks are always um, to the upside. We still have inflation very elevated um, and, you know, the labour market is still very tight. All of that has inflationary implications and it does suggest that the return to the 2% target that the Reserve Bank has does take longer. It's a bit more of a bumpy ride. Obviously, the cyclone um, rebuilding the inflationary impacts there does um, frustrate the outlook for domestic inflation. So the risks of higher interest rates, are, I think that's where the risk land. Okay, so we're apparently no longer going to have a recession. Well, that's the forecast. Also, forecasts to return to 1% to 3% inflation. I think it was by the end of next year, was it, Mary Jo? I mean, how much confidence do you have in those forecasts? Um, I think it just goes to show how uncertain this is with um, the you know, net migration surging. Um, that's really taken many of us um, by surprise, just how strong people have returned to New Zealand. Um, so that does add, add um, risk to the growth profile. Um, I, I suggest, I imagine when we were to, when we are to um, go back and do our own forecast, there'll be upside risk to the growth because of that um, increase in migrants. So Grant Robertson was very clear. He had to balance the need to help people with the cost of living against what you're talking about, inflationary pressure, right? So mm. was there anything else that the government could have done for our most vulnerable without basically upsetting the economic apple cart here? Were there other options? I don't, I don't think so. I think they were really treading that fine line of having to respond to the cyclone and to the cost of living pressures without adding to the inflationary impact. But 
by by definition, adding more fiscal stimulus does add to the inflationary um, to the inflation outlook. So it really was um, sort of their hands were tied with that regard. Were there any surprises in there for you, Mary Jo? Um, not really. I think just the fact that um, we had, you know, they delivered on the um, no frills, meaning no, um, um, just keeping that that those priorities pretty narrow and just looking at cost of living and um, cyclone rebuild. So is no surprises a good thing from an economic point of view? I think so. I think in today's world, having just um, some certainty is good. Yeah, okay. So the other thing I'm wondering, how much has the government got still in its pocket that it could spend unallocated money that it could spend in the lead up to the election? Did you see that, Mary Jo? Yeah, there was a, there was a lift uh, in their um, operating um, packages, but it's, you know, it's all about the cost of living pressures. Um, it does delay, you know, this lift in government spending does delay the, the return to their um, surplus. Um, it does mean we're running cash deficits for a little bit longer. Um, and that's because of lower tax revenue and a, and a lift in their expenditure track. How much does that matter? A year later, um, we're going back to mm-hmm. surplus a year later than expected. How much does that matter? Um I think it just it just goes to show how difficult today's um, economic environment is. It's a lower tax revenue. It's a lower tax take because of the slowing economy. Um, yes, we're no longer for, uh, Treasury's no longer forecasting a recession, but it is still a, a pretty weak economic environment in that um, your tax revenues are are weaker and the expenditure track has been lifted. So we do start to see um, running deficits for a little bit longer, and when we do see surpluses, they're a bit smaller than than previously expected. Who do you think are going to be the winners and who are the losers in this? Oh, I mean, um, I think the winners obviously are those, um, you know, those in the lower uh, income households who benefit from the cost of living um, uh, measures that the Reserve Bank, uh, that the government has introduced. Um, but I guess it'll just, you know, we'll wait and see. Really appreciate your time. That is Mary Jo Vergara, who is the senior Kiwi Bank economist.